All right, we're back for Kingsman, the Golden Circle. I already did Kingsman 1 commentary, and I've been doing minute-by-minute breakdowns of this entire movie, so if you want even more in-depth breakdowns of this movie, uh, go there. The link will be in the description. And if you want to listen to this on audio and you're watching on video or vice versa, then check those links as well. But I'm really excited to get into this one. I'm doing more broad strokes than I do in the minute-by-minute breakdowns. First, this is a color test because the director, Matthew Vaughn, is colorblind for everything except orange or what he thinks is orange. So thus, this is a colorblind test he could actually pass. But then we get the notes from Merlin's Country Road and right in the beginning, just teasing that. Which is just fantastic. Then we get into the Kingsman theme. And again, the orange vest. All so quickly. Beautiful. Beautiful opening. And our favorite gentleman spy, Eggsy. Like I said, these will be the broad strokes. I'm not going to every single detail I go to in those minutes. But... Ah, oh, and then, boom, we're reminded, three ways, there, the picture, the name, four ways, and then him literally saying Charlie, all to catch us up so quickly. Mm. So, with this one, I saw two advanced screenings as well. Just like the first movie. But this time I got the proper screening passes. Uh, And damn, I was so excited. I brought the person I had been seeing at the time. And I was so scared to meet even a second. I gave her my card while we were waiting to go get us some scotches. Uh, She came back in time, but... I didn't even want to risk missing one single second of the movie. I was so fucking excited. And we're back into the Kingsman style of insane action sequences. And you really should check out my breakdowns because there's so much information that we get through this sequence that is just brilliant and I don't have enough time to jump into it. Because it's going so quickly. Someone on Reddit, I believe, or YouTube, in response to, like, I think as a response to me breaking down minutes, they started getting into it. Maybe not, but they talked about how this song was probably something that played in his household while he was a kid, and this is his personal preference in music, which is why it could play diegetically from his cab. Ah, beautiful trailer shot. And I love this because it's kind of a play on shooting through the roof at whoever's on the top of a car. Except he just takes his strong metal arm and punches through the roof. What a Kingsman twist on it. And great ideas developed by the stunt team. Matthew Vaughn said he was like, he was surprised. He was like, this is going to be 
taxi cab fight, and suddenly we're outside of the taxi cab, but it fits. So we rolled with it. It was great. tables have turned and now ending the song and this upcoming drifting sequence where the car changes and transforms a bit is a nice breather to make us feel like this isn't just one not to help us not get fatigued by this action sequence because it is quite long and we get that little breather to just make it feel different it's like in ghost protocol no 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 it's like in fallout where to make us not get fatigued of the setting when uh, Henry Cavill says go. I don't want to say too much. That spoilers. They turn out all the lights to make it feel like a different setting. Just to make us not feel so fatigued by being there for so long. But a fun little note that I didn't even notice until I was breaking down the minutes is that all three cars have machine guns. And every time they have a shot and then... Well, every time they have a shot, they take the shot. Where previously I just noticed the first car shooting at Exe. Oh, I love these drifting shots. Just the pure emotion in it. And the grandeur. Oh my god, that's so fucking badass. I also love that Eggsy asks permission. He would not have asked permission to do this in the Secret Service. Mwah. Oh, what a great beginning.
And now we get our decompression from that amazing action sequence. I would not have been surprised to find out that the dinner that he had to get to was the dinner with Tildy, but I appreciate that whether it was intended or it was a rewrite that added more in between now and then, that it ended up being his mate Brandon's birthday party, which just, I really appreciate how good of a guy he is. That he would go through that shit for a friend. Something I admire in people and something I strive to be for my friends and I think they do for me as well. The ones that are still around. <laughs> but then I love how one thing does so many things. Him jumping in there showed that he was dedicated to showing up to his friend's birthday. And then it's also used to show how much they love each other very quickly with the just one kiss. If you love me. And she's willing to do it. So it shows that she loves him. And then him stopping her shows how much he loves her. He's not... Self, he's being playful right now. He's not actually selfish. Mm, right there. 15 seconds. Now we know how mature their relationship is. Beautiful. Orange jacket. For Matthew Vaughn. It's color blindness. <laughs> and they're all so playful. Ah, Jamal is back. And this scene is good because it endears us to all the friends and also ramps up the anticipation for dinner with his parents. Or her parents. (laughs) 
Man, I got endeared to him so quickly. I actually forgot that this was the first time Brandon was in this film. Serious. I <laughs> legit thought he was in the Secret Service. And then we get another callback to that brilliant globe transition. And if you didn't know, Matthew Vaughn said that there's a different exposition here. Where they said it starts with the golden triangle, then golden square, then golden hexagon, then golden circle. And no one knew what the golden triangle was. So we replaced it with this and I think it was a much better choice. No matter what, just to endear us to her. This scene is so fucking sick. <laughs> I know in terms of her relationship with the Kingsman... She is a weaker villain than Richmond Valentine in the last movie. But if you look at her actions versus his, she is so much more ruthless and sick than him. Like, they're both mentally off balance, but she does so much sicker shit in this movie than Richmond Valentine did in the last one. He wanted to absolve himself of any guilt of his horrible actions. But she just takes full responsibility and goes for it. Like imagine if he had a member of his team that was unloyal. He would just ask Giselle to do take care of it. But he could not be around for it. The red of that meat always fucking gets me. God damn. Whoo.
This is the most heartbreaking scene in the movie for me. And a beautiful use of a deleted scene from the Secret Service. And another way to build up the anticipation to Papa. It's <sighs> building up to his voice cracking and she's seeing how pained he is. Another way to reinforce that they really do love each other. Gentleman McCloy Klutz on YouTube during the minutes was commenting how this is a nice alternative to the Aston Martin that James Bond is traditionally tied to, which I'm not a much of a car, car guy at all. So I never noticed that, but that was a nice note, nice little touch. But it is a crime that we are almost 19 minutes in and we just get Roxy. <laughs> and of course, only for two scenes. But now we're being reminded of Charlie... And we figure out when it's appropriate, the exposition of his, how he got there. A lesser movie would have had him just monologuing to explain it. But this is appropriate. Spectacular, right? Eh? <laughs>
And yeah, I will admit, this scene, the next scene, and the last scene theoretically should be boom, boom, boom. But compared to the timeline of the other scenes with Eggsy and the other characters, but I get not wanting to load it all up so we don't spend too much time away from the Kingsman Agency. Oh, that instant bruising on his fucking skin always gets me. Jesus Christ. Everything must have hurt, but just cherry on top. Well, I guess I, I misspoke. They're ba- these two are back-to-back, but compared to Charlie leaving the Charlie death scene, she did not take, you know, a whole day and all the time it took for Eggsy to go from home to the office just to cook that burger. <laughs> That the color that cheese especially God damn. glad I haven't eaten anything this morning or I may have wanted to puke for real. Oh my gosh. (sighs) Then we get a light scene which beautiful because even though he's colorblind the blue is the opposite on the color wheel of orange so it makes Eggsy stand out like a sore thumb in that room, which is a beautiful choice. And it's good to take us from that sickening moment to one of relief leading up to Brandon's final scene in the movie. And this is just played so well and handled so well. I love it. and I love Bluetooth being the last thing in this list of grilling questions This is great. Hmm. Even though we get way too little uh, of her.
I will say the wink that he types and her little look in response to it made me and the person I went with the first time feel a little, oh, don't set up a romance between them. It's just, if you just take that wink out and make it a smiley face or a tongue sticking out emoji in type, uh, that, I just think that would have been better. But now we get another orange room. And Eggsy saved the world three times so far. Two times that she didn't see. And the little tease of Elton gone on the... On the wall. <laughs> I love that Brandon just wants to be in on it. Oh, this is such a tense scene, and I love the sitcom aspect of it, of getting confused where, why he's saying it. But yes, do save his friend and. Bringing the tension, relieving it, and then boom, we get it right back. I, lo I love that they, how they handled it. You feel like you get a chance to breathe them. Psych! I hope Exi uh, Roxy comes back. I really want to see a flashback of her running into like a cupboard that's bomb proof and then barely like almost closing and then and she's got like a burned face in the sequel and she's part of a, a team of special agent group of discarded agents, forgotten agents. And I also want that agency to be all female called the Suffragettes to set up a spinoff or something similar. And that, as cringy as Poppy is, that's hilarious. And But that hole in the bowling alley teases the, fa the uh, false escape that Harry tries to take from the robot dog before Elton saves him. 
I love that it's, it's being used for more than one thing. They just they don't rest on their laurels. A great point was made that he says this is no time for emotion. But then we see him in the with the statesman whiskey crying, showing how emotional he was in that moment for real. And then later when he's on the mine, he says this is no time for emotion again. Which just shows that he is heartbroken in that moment again. But he covers it up so well. Which was a connection I wouldn't have made on my own. And I appreciate that very much. <laughs> I bought two bottles of this bourbon around the time or before the movie came out and the only wish I had was that they actually shaped the bottle to match this one but otherwise I drank one bottle of the bourbon to try it out and I've saved both bottles that they keep up their tradition that they normally do at the Kingsman Taylor shop where they take a toast to their fallen comrade.
that beautiful music cue. Another tease to his final scene. And what a beautiful transition it is. And mama, take me home, country road. <laughs> Channing Tatum I unironically say that Channing Tatum is my favorite actor I love him 21, 22 Jump Street Kingsman franchise as Statesman Hateful Eight Haywire I'll even step up he does a great job in everything. <laughs> and he's also down for shit like the world's end. Ah, uh, He's down for anything. That dog don't hunt. <laughs> Merlin, you fucking legend. <laughs> oh! And I love that that was for logistical issues. Just not wanting to have to clean up the set for two weeks while they filmed this. Which, yeah, according to Matthew Vaughn, they were there for two weeks filming this. So there's a lot cut out, I imagine. But he didn't want to have to keep mopping it up every shot and resetting it, so he just came up with that uh, moment, and it was such a mwah, pure Kingsman Statesman type of crazy-ass awesome moment. I love it. That's a good transition.
I love lighting that type of lighter like that. <laughs> I do get the part where you fuck yourself. <laughs> I wish they had kept it out of the trailers and everything. I was so excited by all the promotional materials, especially those first posters where it says the details of my death have been greatly exaggerated or whatnot. But I really do wish they had kept it secret so this could fucking land in the theater so fucking well. Clever, clever. Now let's get a heartbroken again. This is just heartbreaking and I love how well they treat exposition 
It's so seamless and doesn't feel like exposition. And this, I thought this was brilliant. I thought this was even better than the explanation that we got in Fast and Furious 6 of why Letty was alive. And I love that reason and how that was all handled bringing her back. I think getting her back into the team was handled better, but the backstory of how they survived is better in this film, and I love it. Such a bummer that scheduling conflicts stopped Chang Tam from being in the whole film, although I do like that he'll be around for Statesman now, because originally he was in an interview for, I believe, 22 Jump Street with Jonah Hill, and they asked him about the his weapon in this film, the electric whip. So it's my theory that he would have fulfilled everything Whiskey does in this film, but they did a little switcheroo in that scene to accommodate his scheduling conflict and explain away his absence and also heighten the, you know, the stakes. Um, by re- uh, even if it meant that he wasn't, in, well, I don't know. I like that he's going to be in the other films, but it's a bummer that he didn't get to fulfill the whole plan as originally intended. Good way to tell us about the mines. <laughs> so many things in a short amount of time. Mines and they kidnapped Elton John and how they did it. Which is teased by the Elton Gun headline. And now, more expositiony things done very well with the Blue Rush. Kind of clear that they didn't know who it was that he parted with because that shot, you cut away from him before he says the name Angel and that shot with her at the end or her last shot in the scene was clearly against CGI uh, green screen or blue screen and the background was CGI. Beautiful. Love this mood. Love this. The equivalent of Zooming over all the lands from 
the Kingsman Taylor shop to the Kingsman Mansion in the last film. Just love it. Pure mood and atmosphere and epicness. Mwah! Chef's kiss. Something I didn't know until watching the special features was that Champ is a recovered addict and he's always playing with the vices that used to control him, but he never actually consumes them. That's why he's smelling the cigar and he swishes around some alcohol later, spits it out. And switcheroo. Switch your Ernie Dooney. I love that all the douchebags in this movie are gross. We're hooking up with a chick at a rock concert, my favorite type of mission. That's kind of gross. And I'll point out other instances later. Makes sense. Convenient that his cell has that water capability, though. If you see in the corner, there's a shower, so it definitely can drain out. But makes sense, considering he would have gotten the same training as Eggsy. Damn, especially because of the cameraman who shoots the POV shot of Harry. You really feel the claustrophobia and the panic of being in this situation.
I love Colin for his acting in this. so innocent and you can just see it in his eyes it's tragic being a he's a shell of his former self and this oh she's definitely dead at this point she's fucking tragic and the one-way mirror, two-way mirror, whatever, with it drenched at the water, us looking at Merlin through the mirror, it's just showing how he's crying inside. Great visual. And now, dog's heading up. Eggsy, first, yes, paying off and continuing his love of dogs from JB and then setting up his epiphany later on when he's drinking Kentucky martinis in the bar and douchey rude behavior and what a great excuse they make so that they reconnect and remind us how loving their relationship is, even with the <laughs> we could do it at the asshole callback, um, but we need it in anticipation of the next sequence, orange stripes. And I don't know if the context is Tildy or one of Tildy's contacts, but still making Eggsy contribute to the mission and have an excuse to go back to Tildy to get those passes. And that's fucking great. <laughs> Ex girlfriend. And another instance, grossness of Agent Whiskey. Great flask in his belt. Love it. The woman with your charisma. <laughs> so gross. You could see it on her face. And this stupid. 
snapping at the bartender. Everything about him is just kind of douchey. <laughs> Clever. clever then reminding us of the threat I mean technically he is playing her but he's doing it in a non douchey uh, flavor <laughs> love the seamless use of social media love that in the first movie they didn't suspect richmond valentine because it's a huge corporation when they trace the ip address and then when they say it out spell it out of a drug cartel poisoning their own customer they they don't suspect that it could be what it is and that is freaking crazy it is true about um Sugar is a time it's more addictive than cocaine. is an interesting motivation. This is good. Tying up that end, showing how f just ruthless the dogs can be, and then showing us to pay off later that Elton John is protected. <laughs>
smooth. that she makes him feel so uncomfortable with how open she is with her own sexuality. And see, the good guys don't react well to an easy invitation like that or a simple invitation. say this is a little ham-fisted her response right now but it does set up the finish and does ratchet up the tension for him because this is a good point This tension will pay off again later on when he is reminiscing, looking through his phone, missing her in the Kentucky bar, drinking martinis, which leads to the dog and ties together. And there and he doesn't react like a stereotypical guy until he sees that she is definitely connected to the golden circle and this might be their last lead an interesting tidbit well he didn't have a tr an issue with the scene because Kingsman and Vaughn, Matthew Vaughn and everything, he personally was too nervous to do this. So this is her husband's hand. So I don't know if it was meant to be this uh, this close of an angle, but it was the you know obviously the only angle if the husband's going to reach his hand around uh, Taryn Egerton <laughs> to make that shot happen. And I get the criticism, but in the context of the film, I feel differently about it because Eggsy doesn't want to be doing this. He's doing it because it's necessary, and it he's not doing it for pleasure. 
And also, it's just a more creative way than just putting something on her, like a little bug in her pocket. It would not have put a wrench in Tildy and him being together. It never would have made him feel nervous about getting in that situation. It would have been a more boring and not engaging, intense scene. It wouldn't have turned the screws on the emotional conflicts. For this scene and later when Charlie gets all bitter about the implication that she slept with Eggsy. And it wouldn't have thrown a wrench in that scene by him wanting to blow her up and at the same time eliminating a whole stack of or a whole stash of cure that they wanted to steal. I had called that cologne in the last film when they were in the secret room behind changing room number three. So my bad. Aftershave. thing that wouldn't have paid off was him being homesick for Tilde and looking through the photos at the bar to come up with a solution to how to bring Harry back if the Clara scene hadn't happened how it did.
might not have led to her smoking weed and her being in danger to ratchet up the stakes for if they failed. <sighs> so many things came out of that controversial scene. But taking out that scene wouldn't have just taken out that scene. It would have had a ripple effect through so much of the movie. great detail is him not seeing the gun because his eye's gone. Eddie Hamilton said that when everything was getting crazy and they needed to really condense it down, this was pretty much his first cut of this sequence. And damn, I want to know if they recreated that shot with Valentine or if it was another unused shot in the movie, in the first movie. this other detail that his memory comes back to the moment he was shot and he doesn't know the resolution of Valentine's plot which could have been overlooked but it's such a beautiful detail because it makes so much sense
I love that they make this moment uncomfortable. And I want those sunglasses. The glasses with one lens being a sunglass. Clever. Yeah. They've had people say worse in the first film. I wish they hadn't called him Moonshine, because it makes me, it made me assume that he was an agent in the first time I watched it, and he's, he's got to not be. But I do love the uh, twist on this that they did. Like, it wasn't a Guinness mirror this time, but a Statesman mirror. And, boom, he didn't see what was coming to his left because of the one eye. <laughs> oh. And a great scene to show what they'll be up against later in terms of the lasso. It just doesn't slow down. I love it.
Oof. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that it would be him. I honestly can't think of a scene that he should have been taken out of in this movie so far. Oh. Uh, that's hitting home a little too m much right now. Considering her quarantine and just trying to keep uh, Channing Tatum's presence throughout the film. This is a clever twist, and I love it. see this happening. Ugh. 
Love it. And another instance of him looking at his vices right in the face, champ. <laughs> there was that curious look that Galahad Sr. gave Whiskey earlier when he said, let's not make this personal. So I wonder if Whiskey felt Harry's suspicion and that's why he was trying to get him out of there. Off the mission. Since Eggsy didn't show any suspicion. Whiskey again, getting him as far away from the action as possible.
<laughs> would like to point out that there's a little flaw in this door he hits it with his metal arm and his real arm but makes dents with both just a fun little thing I know this is ratcheting up the tension, but I, I could take it or leave it with Harry uh, being slow to open it. I love that they did this for real and I actually spun them. <laughs> and if I'm correct, stuff like that, the wide shots are accurate. They're real, they're not fake backgrounds. Oh. This in the theater when I saw that I was like, "Oh shit, a golden circle." And I really thought he I think this is an indication, I wouldn't be surprised of him being a bad guy. Oof. But I thought that meant that he actually worked with Poppy Adams. But Dan, this is so psycho. I love it. Oof. 
<laughs> this solution makes me so fucking happy. <laughs> and it was a great addition to have this retirement home right there. To just add stakes to it. <laughs> of course they want to slow down. But having a target of innocent people that they could kill if they don't do it fast enough is just great. beautiful little moment where Whiskey almost gets it and he makes a fist because Harry interrupts them. Now this shot is a little, just him hitting him like that. That's the equivalent of uh, Harry putting the speaker GPS bug on Eggsy in the beginning. Where it's a little too obvious that he was going for that. Which I would have preferred a subtler way to do that. Maybe if he goes in between Harry and Eggsy and pushes them and then that causes it. But, you know, it was necessary. I do appreciate the butterflies thing to give Eggsy a reason to question Harry. I remember the first time I saw that trailer, I thought that whipping the gunshot was Justin Timberlake. Because it was so quick in the trailer.
Ooh, that got me in the theater. I love that this movie wasn't afraid to make us think that Harry was wrong and give us doubt. That's why we got the butterflies right before he shot at Whiskey. Payoff for the setup at the at Glasgow, and again showing us that Charlie is just a toxic piece of shit. Both those things being used to throw another wrench and eliminate another option for the Kingsman to solve the problem. Maybe he's an assistant at the law firm that's representing Poppy when she has her lawyer show up. And Whiskey being a douche again. Yep. Didn't put that all together till just now.
What a dick. Ratchet up the tension from both sides with Harry and now Tildy. Mm. And more reasons to question him. And uh, Merlin's trivia. Reminding us of the landmines again. Ah, what an asshole.
I don't know if it was his character in Mamma Mia or something else, but a lot of people hope to find out that Harry's gay, and I'm all for that. I hope he finds a wonderful man in Kingsman 3 and falls in love, because that would be freaking awesome. I want them on a double date. <laughs> Whiskey is going to be gross. But I do buy the fact that he can recover completely because, of course, as an organization, they would have the thing they need to bring back any agent very specifically, whereas Eggsy and Merlin were really shooting dark, shooting uh, in the dark to try to hit what would bring Harry back. So I can buy Harry not being perfectly coming back. And I hate that whiskey blames ginger ale because he knows the truth and you can see it in that little pause before he answers I would laugh if Kingsman 3 is Kingsman the end game. <laughs> Comes back for his final scene. And now we see why he catches up since he is in a much faster plane. And there was a lesson at the end of Kingsman, or no, uh, Mission Possible, Fallout, where the final scenes, they were getting a note that there were too many endings. So Tom Cruise said they needed to get one, one musical composition to play over all the scenes in the montage to make that note go away, which the note did go away. And we've had multiple times, including this sequence where we have one musical composition to play over all of it. 
and it makes it fly by much, much quicker and much better. So close. And since this is all one musical piece, the lead into his song starting now. Ooh. Boom! He's on the edge of tears inside. No time for emotion. Remember your training. And if you notice, Harry and Merlin's glasses have the same red tint around the edges, connecting them since they've been longtime friends. A small little note for the from the costuming department. They have the same frames. When Eddie does not. Beautiful. They all could have had the same frames technically, but they chose to give them the same frames to tie them together closer subconsciously <sighs> almost heaven West Virginia Blue Ridge Mountains Shenandoah River is all there older than the trees within the mountains coming like a breeze country roads take me home to the place I belong West Virginia my mama take me home country road <laughs> tree roads take me home to the place I belong 
West Virginia, man, mama, take me up, country roads. Oh, did you hear that chorus come in? Fucking fantastic. Fucking spectacular. And now we get a reset with Elton John's song into the next stage. Damn, that look is so fucking cold. I would not know what day of the week it was if I had been held in captivity for a year. (laughs) And of course he's able to have the upper hand in the fight because they don't want to hurt Elton John or kill him. He's Poppy's toy. So I don't find it too ridiculous that he's winning. Although, of course, that jump is ridiculous. Woo! <laughs> oh, this is a dream sequence. It took me about 40 times of watching it at least. But I do understand that this sequence could go a little longer than uh, some audiences can handle. Especially with the repetition of the dog chasing Harry. Saturday! 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 Saturday, 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 Saturday night's all right. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) Damn, if that was face replacement, they did a lot better job this time than last time. No offense to last time. Beautiful return of this. And using the umbrella like a fucking umbrella. I love it.
<laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and false hope. Making him showing off Armageddon with that missed shot that made the whole even brought, uh, even used that to get more out of that moment. Did I say that? Well, I'm a little distracted by how awesome this movie is. But it served its purpose to show how much stronger that arm was, and we still use the repercussions of that to offer us more drama and tension later on. Oh! And the movie that Matthew Vaughn produced that starred Terry Dickerton, Rocket Man. <laughs> hmm? Or maybe it was this moment between him and Elton John where people were shipping Harry. That would be awesome if Elton John came back as Harry's boyfriend, husband. <laughs> and of course, a clever Kingsman way to get rid of that threat of the Armageddon. <laughs> you see Elton John flicking off the dog. Mm-hmm. 
Ooh, sorry I haven't been saying much. I've just been captivated by this. Ooh. Dumb thing to say, just like Ajax in Deadpool 1. Don't tell him that you're useless. Sick, intense moment.
this twist. I wish they had cut out that, the Statesman share price rockets, and that making money line. Just take it out. Just take that little thing out, because now it sounds like he has two motivations, and it gets a little confused. So cut that out. Say our institutions were made to protect people, and then that. The only motivation he needs is that he has a bone to pick with drug users. Boom. Simpler. Doesn't seem like too much. And a last minute reminder of what they're about to fight for. the most badass <laughs> rope pull ever just this moment of Harry coming out of here this is so fucking badass I got so excited at that and I don't know why I shouldn't have but oh my gosh and for me this song was fucking perfect I know people prefer the earlier song that he w was playing when he was doing the lasso. And some people just think it was awful, but I was all for it. Holy shit, I would love it. Word up by the Boss Hoss. Care. <laughs> Do you dance? Do you dance? Do you dance quick? <laughs> And there is so much green screen and compositing in this sequence. Like when they throw him into the mincer. I saw behind the scenes. They didn't break it down terribly far. But it was just insane seeing the different elements married together so fucking well.
this shot is what I saw all the different elements come together in the behind the scenes and it's just crazy. And I love this fucking line. Dickhead. And again, using score over a sequence of scenes to not make us feel like we get a bunch of different endings. What a smooth transition into it. <laughs> if Halle Berry doesn't get a badass action sequence in the Statesman spinoff or Kingsman 3 after... What she did in John Wick Parabellum. Holy shit. They'll have missed a great opportunity. It'll be a crime. I hope Channing Tatum's a Kingsman agent now, considering the ending. Hell yes. Get your promotion, Halle Berry. You fucking deserve it and so much more. <laughs> 
Oh, I so want to try my Kingsman Scotch. I own two of those as well, but I've opened neither one of them. They were like a thousand dollars a bottle. Ooh. I definitely spent way much more than I could afford at the time to get them. I want more of Eggsy's mom in three, and I want Roxy back. And a whole lot more of Chatty Tatum and Halle Berry. <laughs> <laughs> and I want that flag what a beautiful flag it's reminding me of the kick-ass colors <laughs> yeah, you. All right, if you don't mind. Well, first off, I gotta say, the movie ends. Uh, Reginald, Colin Firth, right there. Just, I need to check to make sure that the audio and everything matches up. So, Edward Hallcroft, that too. I'm gonna use those as markers. But anyway, I need to go uh, correct some stuff in some minutes, because I made a connection based on my false memory that Elton Gone was the first headline that Eggsy ever collected, which is incorrect. Uh, and I need to go fix that in a minute. But please check out those minutes. Uh, contribute if you want. 
enjoy them all and be there opening night for the king's man i've got an event where i'm hosting a screening of the king's man i'm buying out a whole theater for all my friends and anyone else who wants to come so that's free check it out in the details and check those minutes out you have a good day kingsman and i'm going to be doing this for the mission impossible franchise and the Fast and Furious franchise, and eventually the MCU. Uh, if I can get enough of them done dirt before quarantine is over, these will be posting. My plan right now is once a week on Wednesdays. Thank you so much, and I will see you in the next one, Movie Dopers.